Like many of you, I'm curious about several topics, and what better way to learn than to speak directly with the people who have the answers that you're looking for? My name is Costa. Welcome to Founder Views. That's what this channel is all about. You're going to hear me pick the brains of thought leaders, CEOs, politicians, and business experts about subjects that I'm thinking about or working on at any given time. From economics, business, real estate investing, Bitcoin, lifestyle, politics, and much, much more. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. So you, you say you've never been to Toronto, but you, you were recently at the uh, SAS Open, right? In New York? Yeah, I actually came back uh, last Sunday. And yeah. uh, it, it was my first time in New York. So interesting experience. I, I, I'm actually in total came only three times to the US, all, all, all for uh, uh, keynotes, by the way. And the other two ones were last year at Founder 500 in uh, Texas, which was also hosted by Nathan Latka. And I had the opportunity to uh, speak at Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego. Um, and from there, I did a road trip to LA, uh, to Indianapolis, to Florida, and then now for the first time to, uh, to New York. So interesting country for sure. Nice. Okay. That's yeah. cool. That was what last weekend, right? Correct. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, yeah, last Thursday and Friday. Um, so, yeah. How, how was the conference? Uh, what was the experience like? Did you, were, and were you speaking uh, at that, at the SAS open as well? Uh, yes, correct. I shared some yeah. sniper targeting uh, tactics on uh, uh, strategies you can leverage to find people on LinkedIn. Um, Jam-packed, full of, of value. I think Nathan is, is known for wrapping up uh, practical events with uh, uh, founders who uh, walk the talk, who share pure value, playbooks, strategies. Uh, interesting people like uh, Neil Patel was there, Eric Su, uh, James Sky Ski. From, from from London, okay, uh, sales and flu, so a lot of interesting people, definitely. Yeah, and I That's forget good. maybe uh, a lot of people to mention, but I think somewhere around 1,000 attendees. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so not that huge, but hyper-targeted, mainly sales, oh, sorry, SaaS-related uh, business owners. Very good, very good. Uh, what did you think of New York? New York, I think, is my favorite city in the entire world. Mm. From, from all the U.S. cities I visited, it definitely has something really special. And it feels like just a deja vu or so that you already visited before. But I guess it's just the movies I watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. How I like to describe New York, the reason why it's my favorite city, maybe it's, uh, it's the entrepreneur in me. But you know the saying that goes like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, um, like this, is, like you, you kind of, you understand what that means when you're there, when you're just seeing like what's going on, all the people, everyone's moving and hustling and, and grinding and, you know, to, it's kind of true, like to make it out of there, out of that jungle, like you, you gotta be pretty special. You, you gotta be, uh, so, so when I go there, I like, I, I get this, uh, this energy. I love the, um, the feeling, the, the vibe, the energy, and it's uh, rejuvenating in a way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, but I, I'm not sure how how many times you were in Europe, for example. But if you ask an average person in Europe how he's doing, 
then it's also always sort of, oh, it's, it's kind of okay, it's going okay. And I think the mentality to achieve something or to, 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 to want to work towards something is way bigger. The dreams are way bigger, uh, 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 as, yeah. as I saw. From, so it's quite inspiring country and it motivates me to try to think bigger. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of, uh, of, of the state. Awesome. Awesome. So look, there's, there's quite a few things I'd love to uh, dive in with you. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, it quickly, uh, like tell us a bit about your background and where you're from and what you're doing. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm born in the, in the Netherlands. And for the ones who visited Netherlands, they all know that, uh, driving from the North to the South take, takes just uh, a bit more than two hours. So actually, we're all living close to Amsterdam, <laughs> um, but I, I, I live uh, in Eindhoven and um, my background is in uh, in marketing. I have a growth marketing background and uh, all to my current startup Expandi looks like an overnight success with some impressive numbers we achieved. I uh, had a lot of lessons learned, uh, a lot of failures, uh, a lot of companies started, experimented, and it, uh, some of them never took off. Some of them did not even start it. The first one I took uh, sort of a 500k VC money based on just an ID. And I was not even able to manage to bring it to, to life after hiring tens of developers. We were, were burning out of money before we launched. That was my first experience. I was mid twenties, something like that. It uh, took me mentally yeah, quite a lot of time afterwards to recover from from that sort of bad experience, but I think the entrepreneurship in me came back. And among my uh, my journeys, sort of one question as a marketer kept me always triggered, and that was uh, even let's say one hundred people visit a B two B website on average, only two or three percent take action, fill in the form. Uh, 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 give a call or order something and I was always curious who are these other 97 people and it was quite hard to find them in Google I could of course see I talked about seven years ago who, who, where they came from which location, which area if it was maybe a male or a female but we never could identify these uh, companies or persons so that triggered me to uh, share with, with, with one of my current co-founders. He's a technical. I have two left hands and literally no technical skills. If my computer is broken, um, I need immediately to call someone. So it's 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 a bit of a strange for a SaaS founder, but I'm just a marketing guy. I'm, I'm the same. When I hear that, it, it's always, it's like, yes, I'm not alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's... I feel sometimes quite alone as I see a lot of people quite handy working with all these uh, new technology things. But to come back to uh, to, uh, to the story, yeah, that question kept me actually always triggered. And that was a bit of the start seven years ago of building an uh, IP tracking software. We did that as a side hustle just with the two of us. And somehow we pushed it towards, let's say a thousand subscriptions with the traditional marketing efforts. It, uh, it was more nice to have software, but it actually was a similar software like Albacross, Lead Feeder, Lead, Lead, Lead Forensics. We just were able to identify 
companies behind these visits. Actually, these IP addresses, we could show some dynamic uh, 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 pages based on IP and we could change some, some content on it. And uh, we, we, we were able to do a lot of great things, but we forgot to spend time on the most important part and that was the data. So first of all, we had a local database and that uh, reduced the, uh, the growth as we were only able to identify Dutch, Dutch companies. And we did not spend that much on enrichment, but aside of that, people really liked to see who was visiting their website, a lot of marketers. And at the end, I found out it was for most of them more a nice to have software, which means that they were all struggling with what's the best and most efficient way to follow up. And they had literally no clue then or sending an email to an info address, which immediately ended up in spam or just pick the phone, call to the reception. Hey, Costa, it's Stefan here. Um, maybe per accident, some of your colleagues visited my website. Can you please forward me to him? I have no clue what you're talking about, Stefan. Sorry, I can't help you. And then they start blaming me as a provider. Ah, it's, it's, ah, it's bring no results. It's not working for us. It's, uh, and that uh, repeating uh, uh, complaint triggered me to um, find ways to do acquisition on a sort of much more modern way. So I jumped on LinkedIn. I was a newbie. I never ever used it up until that time point for, let's say, commercial purposes. But I uh, spent all the available time I had into learning and grinding and watching YouTube videos and trying to talk to experts just to build out sequences with connection requests and follow-up messages to the right people I could find in Sales Navigator. <clears throat> and uh, I saw the platform was growing really, really fast. I think at the time point I started, it was maybe at four, 500 million uh, users, and now it's almost doubled. Um, after a couple of months, that channel became my number one uh, uh, lead channel. So I just decided to document what I actually was doing, the playbooks, uh, how I found these people, how I optimized my profile, how I was able to uh, get engagement uh, on interactions. And I started to take on some complaining customers from the previous Lead Express IP tracking software, just to handle their LinkedIn because they wanted to have appointments. So it was actually the birth of a starting done for you, lead gen agency for Dutch C-level decision makers. They paid me some money and I executed on their LinkedIn profiles up until the moment that I was managing, let's say five profiles. I was uh, with two left hands and one Excel sheet running out of time. It became way more harder to to manage all these things and to to, to the follows up, the follow ups and note everything down. So. I thought let's be clever and try to find some tools which can at least automate these boring repetitive tasks. Um, I stepped into a world which I never heard before, LinkedIn automation. I was not even aware that it, that it was somehow kind of a gray area, not illegal, not forbidden by law, but LinkedIn yeah, later looks like not that amused with all these apps on that platform, building, growing, scraping, enriching. Um, and in that time, I tested out all the available tools out there. They had 
almost all one thing in common and that was that they were chrome extended which means that if you want to they are more designed for single users who want to run one action one automation but from agency perspective and with the growth hack mentality i want to be able to run a b campaigns uh, split tests uh, 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 different variables so to manage five profiles, I need to pop up 20 VPNs with browser sessions. And as soon as my wife was calling me for dinner, I needed to close all these browsers on my screen and automation stopped. So that was kind of frustrating besides the fact that uh, that uh, it was it also hard to engage and interact with the people behind these companies uh, to give them a feedback, to ask or request for better features. I think simply because they were maybe scared for LinkedIn that they should catch them and they were hiding themselves for Bill Gates that maybe he should come one day and spank all of them. So they all were using avatars or only email addresses and then you needed to wait a couple of days before they start replying on your requests or questions. And aside of that, at some point, LinkedIn cracked down a couple of these tools. And I think what literally happened is that maybe just a handful of people lost their LinkedIn profiles due to that. And the buzz around that topic, safety, losing LinkedIn profiles four years ago was so huge that it looked like that it maybe were hundreds of thousands of profiles. Um, at some point, out of frustration, because uh, after using it for six months, I was still uh, not growing, I was still not capable to find a reliable software. Uh, it was actually a bottleneck. So out of frustration at some point, I shared everything with Glenn. It's that's not working really well. I can't grow, uh, uh, this is not good. These tools are not working. And he simply told me, let's just build the thing ourselves. Um, I think he, he, he had no clue what he was talking about. He never touched LinkedIn. Um, he was not aware at that time point that we were not be able to use an API as we needed to keep everything low profile. Uh, but we managed to build, or at least he and, and, and the team to, to build an intelligent architecture uh, with a focus on dedicated IPs per user, uh, one dashboard environment in the cloud, which could easily handle tons of profiles from one account to make it more convenient for people who want to... Uh, uh, manage more profiles. That was our main focus. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of my journey okay. and how I came up um, you know, to, with the idea of, of expanding. So it's, it's actually, it actually existed from own pains I felt uh, myself. Yeah, no. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for describing the background. Uh, I think to, so a lot to, to dive into that I'd like to uh, unpack a little bit. You mentioned your first uh, failure, that the first company didn't even bring it to life after, what, 500,000 uh, in VC funds. Um, how, how important was that failure to your current success? It, uh, it definitely impacted as I uh, never felt up until today not really good about that situation um, because yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a loss. You failed it's, 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 I think nobody likes, likes it. 
on the other hand, I learned from that that I needed to do things different. Maybe it was not the most intelligent way how I executed on it. Uh, maybe I needed first to build a small MVP, see if there was a product market fit, get some traction, and then scale on the development side. So, and it learned me that uh, I want to achieve something on my own without needing to rely on other people's money. And I think that became sort of a mentality and a way more important part of everything I did afterwards than how I looked to this, towards the situation before. Yeah. I think when, you know, the, the reason I bring that up is because I, I think it's so important for people to, to understand like how important mentality is. Right. And, you know, some people will look at that. It's like, yeah, a failure or like you lost X amount of money, but if you kind of just like tweak the way you, you, your outlook on it, instead of thinking it in like that negative manner, like I think of situations like that, it's like, let's say you lost like $200,000. It's like, in a way, it's like I spent $200,000 for uh, a lesson that most people w would take a lifetime to learn. I learned that maybe in a couple of years as like education and like, you know, in hindsight, look where you are now. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to look at these things. And in, in the beginning, it took, took me maybe a year or so to sort of recover from that uh, that uh, that failure um but it definitely motivated me more than ever to try to do it the opposite way on my own uh, and make a success of it and 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 that failure is definitely a, a huge impacted the situation afterwards to 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 uh, to do it better yeah so, so right now, so you expandy.io, this is your, your current company. Correct. Um, yeah. So when, when did that company launch officially? Yeah, we officially launched it mid-November 2019. So a okay, bit more wow. than, so, uh, than three years ago. Okay, amazing. <clears throat> and I, I follow you on Twitter. It seems like you're pretty transparent and open with, with the company. Do you share like revenue, users? Failures, lost money. I, I try to build in, in 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 public, sort of, yeah. and uh, share so, the lessons learned to hopefully uh, inspire other founders. That uh, let's say if I, as an average guy, with maybe just a great mentality uh, and work attitude, can do it, then it should be realistically be done by more other people as well. Exactly, exactly. So so where is Expandy now in terms of like a number of users, revenue? Yeah, we are uh, a bit above 7 million uh, run rate uh, uh, today. Wow. We have two revenue streams. It's a self-service and a reseller model and uh, both together it makes that, uh, that revenue. Um, the goal and everything is focused on reaching as a bootstrap company 10 million runway this year before before Christmas. Um, we are at more than 40 colleagues. I have two co-founders, so included us. We are now at 43 people working on the project. We started in the Netherlands. Um, we manage now at the moment more than 15,000 LinkedIn profiles. Most of our users 
I'm managing more profiles. So um, we have around 3000 account holders paying for all these uh, LinkedIn profiles. Okay. So, so that 7 million runway, is that all recurring revenue or is that? Uh, correct. Yeah. It's all SaaS, all... SaaS subscription okay. revenue. Yeah. Amazing. Wow, that's incredible. And, and fully bootstrapped, self-funded. Correct. Yeah. Very awesome. So, all right. I like, you know, whoever's the, and that's 2019, that's what, four years, call it, if that, uh, to, to grow to that size. Um, you don't hear that too often, I feel. I feel like that's <clears throat> super exponential. And, and, and yeah, maybe, maybe it sounds now really weird if I, if I share it, but in the beginning, we, we, we got really a lot of traction since, since day one. Um, and I was actually not even aware. I, I was also not, not, not speaking that much with other founders or engaging in communities. Up until the moment that somebody asked me how is Expandi doing, how it goes. And I think we grow within 14 months to four or 5 million. And then someone said it's impossible, especially for Dutch, for a bootstrap company. And after that, they recommended me to create kind of a founder story. Just, okay, you had another software. It literally did not took off. And now you have this and what happened, how you did it, what, 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 what's your story? So I thought, at some point, maybe it's, it's, it's actually not a bad idea to just share it, not with the intention to make myself bigger or, 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 or somehow, but just to, to provide as much value, share tactics, place which worked for us really well. And um, after that, we got so many engagements from, from VCs, from, from private equities, from a lot of people who want something from us. Um, and that was also the moment for me that I, from that point on, started to more engage with, with other people and understand a bit more about sort of the special situation we, or unique situation we are in. And that it is not a common thing for a bootstrap company to get traction that fast and uh, yeah, support and finance own growth. So it's something I actually found out yeah, a bit after. Yeah. So for, for Expandy then, uh, I'd love to uh, talk about uh, the growth of the business a bit more. So who are the main users using Expandy? Like you mentioned agencies a few times. Is that the largest segment you'd say? Um, in the beginning, we, uh, we were actually mainly focused on agency owners, purely and simply because I was a previous agency owner. I could understand all the challenges, problems, and how to yeah. solve it because I was leveraging the same tools as they did. And aside of that, they were already on LinkedIn and they were in love with automation. So it was quite easy to only solve that problem. And they were bringing to 10, 20, 50, hundreds of accounts in. So it helped to scale faster. And aside of that, we focused on growth hack communities as they were kind of the inventors on how to be successful on LinkedIn. Mostly of the time they had audiences and they also uh, we're managing more often uh, multiple LinkedIn profiles. Um, if we separate today, okay, who are actually our users? I think still a big part is agency owners. We're talking about recruitment agencies, but also lead gen agencies with a managed done for you service. And, uh, and to execute on that, they leverage our software to, um, uh, to deliver their promises. 
and uh, uh, teams. Yeah, so it was actually mainly designed for people who manage more profiles, let's say sales teams, sorry, sales teams, uh, SDR teams. Um, I think that's 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 uh, 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 mainly the the type of users, growth marketers, uh, marketing teams. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So l let's let's take it back to 2019, right? Um, when you first started out uh, getting it off the ground, how did you actually get your first call it hundred users, paying <laughs> clients? Mm. I. When, 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 when Glenn, my co-founder, confirmed on the idea that we're going to build it, he promised me within three months we have a beta run. Of course, as we know, developers, things took always a bit longer. And we were also running this time, out of time. But in the meantime, I was preparing. And I was thinking, okay, how can I find customers and what's the best approach to do? So I thought in our beta, we were not officially live what's the best audiences to focus on? And from my previous experiences with an IP tracking software, I knew that all these people like this type of software, but they were all sort of fighting with engagement, how you can get customers out of these identifications. So I thought it's maybe a clever idea to outreach people, marketers who are using uh, IP tracking software. So what I did, I, 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 I scraped uh, the tracking scripts from one of our Dutch competitors with a tool like BuildWit, pull over these email addresses, converted them in LinkedIn profiles and start approaching these people. It became a huge mess as it took me 20 minutes to convince these people that LinkedIn was the right platform, another 20 minutes to convince them about automation. And um, after one week, they came back that they had no clue what to send to get a replies on these messaging. So. Yeah. With these lessons learned, I thought if we really want to scale this, we first of all need to do it global. We need to find people who uh, uh, are in love with LinkedIn using automations. So it can be Stefan's agency owners with the same uh, identities or growth marketers. So what I did to get traction after we launched 15 November 2019, I prepared and analyzed our competitors at that time point. And one of the biggest ones with the largest audiences and the worst performance, I scraped their communities, their social communities. So let's say their Facebook groups. Um, I exported these email addresses, converted them into LinkedIn profiles, uploaded them in Xpondi, approached them with a soft touch approach in Xpondi. Hey, Costa and Stefan here, I see we're both uh, uh, in the same uh, uh, Facebook group about topic XYZ. I'm using this tool as well. I have some challenges. I want to run some questions and get some feedback from you. Sort of something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, Stefan, we go on a call. So that way I booked with one of our first colleagues more than 40 appointments each week. And I started to document what I exactly did. So I created a playbook out of this growth hack. How I scrape these people, how I find these groups, the how, the why, how I converted them into LinkedIn profiles, how I leverage expanding, what messages, what templates I used. I used screenshots from the results, from the LinkedIn follow-up of the messages. I want to use to all these things. And we started to distribute these 
playbooks, these pieces of content among different channels. And all, we did not have a SEO expertise in our team, so they were not even SEO optimized. So it was all manual distribution. Um, I did, for example, a post on LinkedIn. Hey, LinkedIn outreach is, uh, is dead, but I just reached the 40 appointments a week. This is how I did it. If you want to get a guide, leave a comment within GIF of the guide. Now, people leave a comment. Um, and I used, I leveraged an, an engagement bot to get more traction and get more comments and more awareness and more views. And I did the same in, in Facebook groups, in communities. I was searching for growth hacker groups, for agency groups. And uh, uh, nobody at that time point was operating in this niche was doing it that way. Everybody was talking about 10x here, 10x there if you want to leverage our tool, but nobody was walking the talk and explaining to people how they got these 10x results, these 40 appointments. So I was think the first one who did it that way. What I also did in, 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 in opposite in comparing to my competitors was that I I thought if Bill Gates want to really catch me or crack me down, he will find me anyway. It makes literally no sense to hide myself. So let's use myself as a face of the company. Dive myself in these demo calls. I was running after launching more than 700 demo calls in different time zones in the first four months of our product. So people saw me, they trusted me. I was always available. And of course, with a couple of other colleagues. And maybe the most important thing aside of these three things was that I told you about the bus around safety and losing profiles. All our US friends want to use these tools. They want to make more money. They want to do it faster. They want to do it, but nobody wants to get catched by LinkedIn. So I came up at that moment with, I thought let's just pronounce Expandi immediately after launch as world's safest tool as that was at that moment the most important for everyone. And in the first couple of months, I was just begging and praying uh, that it did not fall apart and that my colleagues could keep everything together. But I kept pronouncing it and even more and louder and screaming. And of course, there was an intelligent architecture and it was cloud-based and it was already a bit more fancy than the tools at that moment out there. But literally creating playbooks, pronouncing be world's safest tool, always be available, give the company a face. Um, I think these definitely helped us to reach 1 million run rate within six months after launch and also attract wow. the first 100 customers. Okay, so that's, that's so valuable right there. I want, to, uh, I want to try and unpack that a bit. So if I understand correctly, your first, call it, call it 100 customers, you, you, you scrape your leads, uh, import them to LinkedIn, use the expandy, um, you know, eating your own dog food, as you call it. Um, so you were getting 40 appointments uh, per week mm -hmm. in this method. So now when you got those appointments, were you doing the sales as well? Or were these appointments done in like a group demo setting like you described? Or was it um, one on one? Or? Yeah, we started with, uh, with, uh, with one on one calls. But after some time, it was almost undoable. So we indeed changed the approach towards group demos and only for the ones okay. we segmented, let's say, the, the ones who, who are managing, sorry, more accounts than five, for example, 
um, we uh, we uh, we provided a one on one demo to these ones. Okay, awesome. So, so then, like, while doing this, you you realize, like, you know what? I'm gonna start documenting this uh, because you saw the pain point of like people uh, interested in the product, but like they don't know what to send, like the actual copy and communication. So you're distributing this this valuable content. Uh, is that correct? To, yeah. to engage, to get more leads and more traffic. Yeah, yeah. so um, we, we broke down the exact strategy, mm-hmm. the exact messaging, Yeah. how we did it, why we did it. We showed the proofs, the results, the examples, so that people, it was quite easy for them to just copy it, execute on it. And because it was no fluffy content, as we really executed ourselves on it, it brought them as well results. And yeah, that was important for people to trust us. And, and yeah, so that's, and I see you still doing that today. Very effective, yeah. right? So like mm-hmm. you, um, so back then, right now you have a, what, 20,000 Twitter followers. So like, you know, you, you're, you're uh, clearly a very skilled marketer in that <clears> sense. <throat> when you were doing that, when you were just starting out with that, did you have an audience? Now, let, let me give you an example. Um, yeah. As a founder of, of a third-party app on LinkedIn, I mentioned in the early days, I, I mentioned that LinkedIn was not that amused with it, right? Um, with the, the playbook strategy in the early days, I used my LinkedIn profile to get traction. I was abusing engagement posts uh, 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 to spread out the world faster and more. Can, can I stop you there? Can, yeah. can I just, sorry to interrupt, uh, engagement bots, mm-hmm. describe that. What is that to people? Yeah, that's kind of an, 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 an pot where a group of people with similar interests is in. You pay, let's say, a couple of bucks per month per, per pot. It can be on industry, it can be on geo, or based on interest, or uh, it can be an exclusive pot. And then if you post something on LinkedIn, people will also uh, in that pot, in the same pot, like can hundreds of people be in a pot or sometimes thousands, they will like it if you want that so that you get more traction on your content. And let's say four, three, four years ago, it was in the early days of leveraging such tools. So it was working perfectly fine. You see now that it's almost not worth anymore to do it, that the algorithms in LinkedIn are changing, but at that time point, it was working perfectly fine. And I got, let's say on each and every post, 160K views on average. So I really felt like an influencer, like a rock star, but it was actually just a post. Anyway, it gave me a good feeling. Yeah. But at some day, yeah, LinkedIn cracked down my profile. They thought, who's who's this guy talking about automation, abusing rules, uh, building an app on our platform? (laughs) And they just removed my profile. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. with some magic, I managed to get it back this year. Why I share this story, you ask me. um, uh, So I I actually started from the 5th of January from scratch with my LinkedIn profile. No connections. Needed to uh, rebuild it from scratch under the same name. And I committed to post every day on LinkedIn for at least 100 days. I think I'm now at day 87, something like that. And the first post, they did not get traction. And I thought, oh, my name is bigger than 
should be bigger than the replies I get or the less views. And it was frustrating sometimes. And I thought, oh, these, these strategies are not working anymore. But I kept posting and posting up until last week. Last week I did a post and that post got almost close to 1 million views. Not because I did a special trick. It was a giveaway strategy, which I leveraged on Twitter as well. But I think just due to the persistency and sharing vulnerable content, failures, lessons learned, I'm still experimenting what works, but just to see it in perspective that I also started from scratch in January, had no followers, had nobody, of course, some people know me and I got gained followers maybe faster, but although I, I did not give up and I kept posting and I got a million views on one post. Wow. Um, that's incredible. So, so it, there's no trade the engagement bots, for example, they don't, I did not work. touch it. Uh, an engagement post. No. So, so then would you describe like the, if you had to describe like a, a secret sauce to getting a million views is just consistency <clears throat> every single day. I, I think it starts with that. Uh, that LinkedIn sees, okay, this is, this, uh, this, this account is serious. He's consistently posting. And of course it helps if you are able to create actionable content. And the only thing I try to do, or the only, yeah, is share my experiences, good things, bad things, sharing numbers, uh, failures. Uh, I, I lost a lot of money uh, from customers who are not paying me. I shared the whole experience, the mistake I made, uh, why I decided in early days to make that decision. And I think all these things together, together with trying to provide and share value without asking something back uh, uh, behind a paid wall or so, that that is that that is performing really well. I see, especially on Twitter, these giveaway strategies help me gain a lot of followers. Almost all of them came from giveaway strategies, and that's what they're doing every week. Some perform better, but on average, they all have 100k views, thousand people who comment on a on a Twitter post. So yeah, that, that, that's how I grow my profile on, mm -hmm. on, on mainly on Twitter. And I try to do the same on LinkedIn, but I always give value IDs, strategies, plays, yeah. everything. So if you're someone, uh, you know, w without a, a big following right now, and like, you, you know, let's say you have, you know, some valuable content insights, experiences, and you want to use this giveaway strategy as sort of a, uh, leverage into maybe something else. Uh, okay, but, but again, for someone without the following, um, how would you suggest they execute that properly? Do you just start with like the consistency and actually just providing just content, 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 or do you start with the giveaway first to attract people or, you know, I think, uh, this is quite an interesting question. Consistency is in my opinion, key in, in no, no, no matter what we do. Uh, 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 the, the more consistent you can be, the and the more love and energy you put in it, the bigger the chances that the outcome will be positive if you don't give up. So I think first of all that's 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 very important. Secondly, you have to think about what fits you, what feels comfortable for you. I can tell you now from own experiences that 
sort of building in public, sharing things, that uh, that gets sort of a lot of sympathy from people because actually nobody is talking usually about lessons learned or failures because we all want to share shiny things, uh, only good numbers. So I think to build trust, that will really, really, really help. But for me, it felt in the beginning as well, a bit scared, should I do it? What will people think? What's, what's the negative side of it? But I usually only get respectful replies and, and, and gain such sort of audience. Thanks for sharing. I, I face the same challenges. Uh, 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 it really helped me that you shared it and how you solved it. So it's yeah. something to consider. Um, yeah, I, sh I, sh I should definitely consider to, to, to do that because it makes actually things more easy. The audiences you gain and the followers you gain using that, they will sort of become family, friends. Uh, 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 it's, it's like a real life series or so, so, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. You share the good things, the bad things, they're following you. They became somehow in a later stage, sort of a brand ambassadors. Yeah. And I saw by doing this in the early days that I give you an example in a lot of Facebook groups at that time point when we launched our software, um, growth hacking groups, a lot of, there always came in questioning, what's the best LinkedIn automation tool? And I saw all these other founders from competitive apps, they were always replying themselves on these questions. I, my tool is the best. No, this tool is the best. You look, should look at this one. I never ever did that myself because I built an audience and all these people operate like sort of an army. No, you need to, 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 to expand these the best. They have the best support. They have the coolest uh, uh, growth hacks. Expand is the way to go. And I think that's, that's the proof of sort of building in public or trying to create a community also from scratch where you involve people to ask a feedback, to give ideas, to uh, 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 give them the opportunity to test your product even if it's not finished. So they are becoming part of, of, of it. And if you apply some features and things they came up with it. It feels like it's also sort of right. theirs, and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I should, 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 due to these reasons, do it in public and trying to leverage a community in place. That can be a profile. It can be my profile on Twitter to build that momentum up. And of course, it takes time. It, 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 it's not a hit after the first post, even if it's the best giveaway, as you correctly understood that you need to have an audience to get traction. But you can start following all the interesting accounts yourself. You can start engaging with their content. Uh, you can trigger them to reply to cool questions. You can do a lot yourself to speed up things and be proactive no matter what platform you want to leverage. So what would you say right now is, um, is your favorite um, channel for like that, that community building, that engagement, um, you know, giveaways, like where are you seeing the most quant quantifiable leads? 
Um, I, I, I for, for myself, as I uh, operate in B2B, and uh, a, a huge percentage of our customers is coming from the States, I should uh, say Twitter. Mm. It's also full of agency owners, which are my audiences. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it depends on if you operate B2B or, or B2C. B2B, I should Twitter and, and, and leverage LinkedIn yeah. as well. Okay. Um, so aside from, so I think consistency from what I'm hearing, obviously consistency without question is probably the most important thing. Um, but aside from that, I feel like in a way it's like half the bat, you can be consistent, but like provide or put out kind of like crappy content and like, you know, style of writing that just doesn't like connect. So how, how important is the actual copy and the messaging? Somehow it, it, it is important. But I think if it's if it's real, maybe that's sort of the most. If it's not faked, if it's a real experience, if it's a tactic or a strategy which is not fluffy because you tested it yourself and you can stand behind it, I should say that's always more important. But I have also not not world's biggest accounts there. There are people with three, four hundred k followers with one million. So it it uh, maybe I also do some, something wrong or can at least do a lot of things way better. Okay. Um, but yeah, at least from own experience, that uh, that uh, that's what I and I experimented with a lot of types of content, uh, also to see what get traction, what not, but. Uh, yeah, these are somehow, I think, the, the, the low-hanging fruit things that sort of worked, worked for me. Yeah. So you're, early on, when you decided uh, you wanted to start documenting uh, your journey, was that decision based purely on, like, the business and, like, to generate leads? Or was it more, like, to, like, just because you had, like, a genuine kind of passion or, like, to help people? Or is it primarily dri- driven for the business or both? Um, I, I the, 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 it, 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 it became uh, very early in our journey, sort of an, 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 uh, an strategy. And I came up with idea after uh, talking to, to a couple of growth marketers which were all pointing me in the direction of community building, of uh, uh, providing, of sharing value. And we were forced to think in that way as we simply had not more than a couple of dollars, not let's say not even a single dollar to spend on paid acquisition and, 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 and marketing. So I got used since the early days in expanding to think out of the box to always find low cost and hacking strategies. And uh, after it got so much traction each and every time and that we became sort of the CNN for LinkedIn lead generation, it motivates to 
maintain these strategies and, and, and to do it even more. So, but it was not born per accident, but we were sort of forced to yeah. think in that direction because we, yeah, we were not f- backed with funding or, 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 or money. That's impressive. That's uh, that's very impressive. So talk about today then. So seven million runway end of this year. You're going for ten mil. Um, what's the what's the driving um, you know the, the the driving source for for leads today, or is it just what you just described? Um, just, yeah, I, I, I think uh, um, we we grow with a very small and experienced team super super fast to let's say five million it felt like if i look back now that it overcame us a bit and that it went too fast we did not even have a time to think about it at some point we reached a plateau on different areas linkedin changed they uh, uh, reduced the amount of actions to uh, avoid spam we needed to change our tool. People left our platform. The strategies were not working anymore. Uh, 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 we did not gain more visitors or traffic. And after doing a step back, the, the, the main challenge we had as a company was that we did not have one single person working in our company who walked the talk before, not even us as the founders. Nobody had a clue what to do. I was working with the growth hack mentality. I was not measuring. I was not registrating. I was not even le- leverage analytics tools. It was just my gut feelings. I was executing on a false pace and, and most of them were working. Otherwise I got rid of it and tried another one. So when our CMO came in last year, around this time, uh, he was wondering how he came here and he wanted to using data-driven approach to like like people usually do in, in this stage to grow maybe upstream to 10 or 20M and build in the processes and the systems and all these things. And he, he was asking for data and data. Do we have this and do we have that? I could not provide him with any reliable source or, or, or data. So that was a bit of a shame. Um, slowly, he brought the right people, the right measurements with a lot of squeezing people in the company to, to, to get things. So slowly things changing now. Uh, we are building out an outbound function. It's still in the early stage. Uh, but we, we still mainly rely on inbound. But inbound. Yeah, inbound. We, we experiment with some paid advertisements. Um, but we still need to solve a lot of things in our product. We grow to 7 million without a product team. Uh, we did not even measure um, what's happening in our product. We did not have Amplitude installed. So six, seven months ago, we uh, we hired an intelligent uh, a product manager. He's building out a team. He start measuring implementations. He prepared a presentation based on facts, how we should move forward with the product, where are the pains, where we lose people. And most people we lose in the sign-up process, no onboarding, no follow-up. Uh, all these things are all solvable. And that's that's what we're going to focus in yeah, the, the coming three months with the whole company, changing pricing structures, making it more intelligent, currency independence, uh, a lot of other things. Um, but that's only possible at, uh, working with 
more intelligent people, people who walked the talk yeah. before, as we did not came up with all these things ourselves, all, not as the founders, but also none of our early stage colleagues, which were mainly young, young people, first jobs. I'd love to get your your perspective on this. I feel like I feel like sales and marketing is very uh, like psychological, driven by human behavior. So like I, I feel like the best sales and marketers uh, like understand this and like understand the psychology of people, why people would react or not react to certain things and certain messaging. So h- how much do you think about that at all? Um, in your messaging, in your marketing, or, you know, just your <coughs> overall perspective on, on how to think about sales? Good, uh, good, good question. And uh, in, the, in the early days when I was executing myself, I was not differentiating a lot of things. Um, and I see in the meantime, so let's say now we are two years ahead, that the buyer journey that how people make decisions. It's it's not always that easy anymore. There's a lot of competition. They can find a lot of things online. Uh, they take the time to investigate. They want the best deal. Uh, it's not the I sent you a connection request and uh, two days later an invite. Everything a Calendly link and I expect that by Friday you've bought my product. And that was in the beginning really the case. Maybe because it was new, it was it, it, it was excited, it was sexy. And, and that's not the case anymore. I think it's more now a social engaging. You really need to build uh, trust in an audience, in a community. People need to see your face constantly. You need to spend time. You need to provide value. You need to share this. And maybe you need to do a breakfast with a group of people with similar interests. It, it, it is really changing. And in comparing to when I started to get these bigger agencies on uh, on uh, on board. So the team is operating now on a more intelligent way and thinking about these things. Maybe we need, for example, also host a podcast and interview a, a, a SaaS founder of sorry, agency owners. Um, maybe we need to, 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 to be more present on events and interview Founders, how they leverage LinkedIn. What's your name? I'm Costa. What's your company? What's your strategy? What's your play on LinkedIn? To do something unique. So we're thinking a lot about it now in a more sort of educated way than uh, just executing as, as, as sort of a growth hack uh, like the early days. And, and I see also the behavior of people is, 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 is definitely changing. Yeah. yeah. How important would you say is your your personal brand and, and what it drives uh, traffic leads? Uh, how important is that to the business today? Um, I think um, in the niche where we are operating, and and, and I still call it sort of a, a gray, uh, not lushy, but it, it it it's it's growing up. It became a bit of a more sort of respect for what we are doing yeah. Yeah. but i think i differentiate myself as i'm sort of the only one in this whole niche who started to do it and i can now take advantage of it as people know me as the go-to guy for linkedin um 
having a presence it get me found by great podcast hosts like yourself who want to hear my story or my place or um, it helps by sharing my journey as building in public to attract great talented people which approach me as I am I'm impressed by the story you guys are uh, your journey uh, I, I want to work for you other opportunities so of multiple different ways it 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 uh, it helps it, it, my twitter i i got approached by ryan dice his team oh do you want to speak on the traffic and conversion summit uh, we are adding linkedin as a channel towards the event and you push out the best place and strategies we can find on the whole internet so yeah that, that are opportunities came up due to uh, the online presence or the personal branding or, or, or trying to be consistent there. So yeah, for me, it's, 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 it's a lot of benefits. Do you, do you ever think about kind of um, like, you know, I don't know if I want to call like devil's advocate of that, but like if you're, let's say Twitter profile vanished today, like <laughs> does your company rely heavily on your your yourself and your brand or like if you went away like how how impactful would that be to like the leads and <laughs> I, I, I can remember from my previous experience with losing my linkedin profile that the first months it felt sort of like encoder is losing his laptop so but it's more <laughs> it's more personal it's more personal thing um yeah, we, we are, we, it's, it's not our main lead source. It helps in opening doors faster, getting in contact with big names more easy. Um, but it, it, it's not that we need to close the company uh, if we lost my profile, for example. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to try, I, I want to like put you on the spot a bit for selfish reasons. I'll, I'll tell you why. So I'm, I'm in the process of building my second SaaS company. Uh, first one got acquired last year. Congrats uh, on that. So thank you. Uh, so the, the, for this company, we're targeting construction companies, right? The small independent <laughs> contractors, small construction companies. Um, so these, these people aren't online per se, like very like, non-tech savvy. So as a marketer, as, as with what you know, but you're offering a SaaS price, it's a tool, like it's, it's nothing revolutionary. There's other products that, that, you know, fulfill what they're doing, but you know, we're just like anything else going in, doing it differently, picking your niche in your pocket in the segment. So how, how would you sell to an audience that is say not tech savvy, doesn't really have a, a, a place that they live online? what's your approach uh, yeah kind of an uh, interesting question you need need some time to 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 but my first thoughts is that uh, yeah construction i assume it's 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 a b2b right so yeah i uh, should start with uh, finding as much as possible uh, information about these companies and i think uh, LinkedIn is, 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 is a good source to start to learn more about uh, 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 who these companies are, to scrape, to enrich, to find the people and to build lists of uh, uh, email addresses. Um, 
I should use LinkedIn as well to scrape these email addresses and try to get in touch with these founders, with these CEOs, to get a better insights in what's their real pains. Is my solution solving their pains? Or, or uh, to, to, I should spend a lot of time in early days to, to do that and to start sort of a community. And a community sounds big, but it can just be a small place where people can give a feedback, like a Facebook group or a circle environment, or maybe a LinkedIn group. And I, if, if it's a bit more clear what their challenges, their pains are, it will help you to work on positioning and, 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 and messaging. And I should uh, start creating content for that audience on a daily basis to make you or somehow the go-to guy for that. In the meantime, I should try to gain more followers or connections as well on Twitter, as well on LinkedIn from such kind of a people who are start believing that you are the go-to guy to solve their pains at someday. After you gained a bit more trust and a lot of people there, I should start hosting LinkedIn events. LinkedIn is actually making it quite simple to host your event. They don't want you to spam people. They don't want you to abuse rules. But one of the things they want is creating content and contributing towards the creator economy. And they want you to host events as they actually only want you to invite people you know. The good thing is, if you host a LinkedIn event and you can literally set it up within five or 10 minutes, do it from a company page. So Costa company, then it automatically opts in all the email addresses. And everybody usually is only focusing on gaining more followers, uh, uh, making more connections, but nobody is leveraging their first degree connections. And with a tool like Expandi, we have, for example, an, an, an uh, event inviter campaign where we automatically can invite 100 people a day. So if you do it well prepared, you can gain a lot of people towards your event. You can do retargeting based on these email addresses. You have some other interesting strategies and that's an opportunity for you. You, you can scrape other events on LinkedIn. We can scrape it in a split second, all the attendees. Uh, we can outreach these people. We can make them aware of your event. We, I, you as a, as a you exited successfully, so you're aware of, of, of these smart tactics, I guess. Um, and then I, I, I should leverage LinkedIn events to build out authority, to build out trust, to address the pains you gathered in, 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 in the early days, how you solve it. Uh, I should work with lead magnets uh, to gain more opt-in email addresses. And afterwards, I should consistently repeat that strategy and use the month afterwards to engage with these people, to nurture them, to, uh, 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 to email also. I think that's, that's what most people do. It depends on what the traction is and, and, and so on. I should repurpose the content of the 
uh, of the live session from the event. I should address some questions there and answering them in, in shorts or in, in, in Twitter threads, um, how you solve it or, um, yeah, a bit of in, in this direction I, I, I should start if I just yeah. need to do it out of the blue right now. And uh, No, I was going to say, yeah. like, look, for, for, for putting you on the spot very randomly, that's, that's a great answer. I mean, uh, I think... And the reason I ask it in a way is because as much as I ask it kind of like selfishly for myself, I think in a lot of ways, like any business, it can can essentially follow that same blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so whoever's listening, maybe starting out, which, you know, a lot of my audience are, are new founders, new entrepreneurs. So I think it's very relevant uh, in a lot of cases. Yeah, maybe if you allow me um, not not to sell anything, but... Uh, I, I have a couple of ebooks. Um, one, uh, let me see. One, one of them is about uh, um, as, as I failed as well myself in uh, hosting my first LinkedIn event. Not, not a failing to setting it up, but I did not got, but was able to get attendees, and I ended up with my wife and eleven colleagues in my, uh, <laughs> my first event. So. Uh, after improving and improving from own experience, I wrote an ebook about strategies, how I gained thousand attendees each and every time, just with a breakdown place, the how, the why. Amazing. Um, yeah, feel free to share it with your audience. It's in the chat. I also talked about um, ways how we got our first hundred customers, how I scraped these Facebook groups and leveraged that strategy to get traction in the early days. Um, one of my lovely colleagues, Natalie, she helped to wrap up a new ebook um, with, I think, an interesting title from zero to SaaS hero. And um, it's about the early days, which strategies we leverage, how we grow. So also the place with these Facebook groups and uh, scraping communities is it. in that second ebook. And just try to be as supportive as possible for all the founders uh, again, not not definitely not with the intention to to sell something or anything. I, I I believe more in sharing is caring, especially as a bootstrap founders. We are in the same boat. It's always us against all the VC backed companies who get all the attention. And uh, I think especially in these sort of harder times with everything what's going on with 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 yeah. SVB and so it's uh, it's good to to help. Couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, I'm in the same boat. I, I I don't know what it is. I just I I genuinely enjoy. I do a lot of mentoring with startup founders. Uh, you know, for free, dedicate a certain a time every week just to speak to new founders, and so I I get a joy out of it. So you know, as much as I can share, I feel it's just a shame for people. If you have any insights or experiences, it'd be a shame to like just bottle up, bottle it yeah. inside yourself. And not like just put it out like you know what good does it do inside you yeah. you know it's like if someone can if you can help someone that you don't even know across the world like in a tiniest way like there's there's a lot of like satisfaction and joy in that i think sure but but yeah um stefan this this has been extremely helpful i'm i'm so glad we were able to connect yeah. uh thank you so much for the time 
I'd love to do it again sometime. If someone wanted to learn more about you, I, I know you mentioned Twitter and LinkedIn, you're on there, but where, where's the best place people can find you or reach out um, or follow along? Yeah, I, 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 I'm back on LinkedIn now, so <laughs> proudly um, share it. And uh, I think that that's the most straightforward way to, to, to connect with me or to send me a DM or, or follow my journey there. Uh, for, for the people who want um, to grow their business and say, let's say, consider to leverage LinkedIn and actually have no idea how to start or what to do, I should recommend to just read my blog. It has around 100k readers each and every month and it's just filled with strategies and tactics just to give you ideas and examples on, on how to execute on that. And that uh, blog you can find on our Expandi website. And it's actually just expandi.io slash blog. Yeah, perfect. For, for anyone listening, all this will be in the notes as well. Um, Stefan, again, thank you so much. Would love to do this again sometime. Yeah. Definitely stay in touch. You can count me. And, and this uh, was by far the most <laughs> relaxed uh, conversation <laughs> I had in, in a podcast so far. So... Well, I hope that's a good thing. I don't know. Kudos, kudos to you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I know a lot of people are going to get a ton of value here. So uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks again. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right.